Spencer Chapel, welcoming you to On Air with One Red Lipstick. Through my journey, I have met incredibly talented women, all dealing with their own challenges and all bravely moving forward. One Red Lipstick is sharing their struggles, their truths, their success. These are their stories. Welcome to another episode of On the Air with One Red Lipstick. Do you see this girl in the front? That's because she was the one that did it all. Oh, and she's right here. Hello. <laughs> this is Spencer Chaplin. I have the extreme honor today of interviewing her and understanding how all of this began. And this has been an incredible journey, an incredible journey. I don't even know what to say. An incredible collection of stories that went from an idea to a book to a good documentary to live events to an incredible, incredible woman who has inspired so many people to do so many things. And her stories that she's been able to share through other people have inspired others to keep going, to never give up because everybody needs that role model. Spencer, thank you so much for creating this movement. Thank you so much for creating One Red Lipstick and inspiring so many people to do so many things. I don't think even you realize the impact that you've had on so many people through uh, this journey that you've gone on with the book, the stories, and everything else. But you know what? Enough of me talking. <laughs> we need to hear from you. We'd love to learn about how this all began. But before we get there, let's go back in time a little bit as and tell us a little bit about what life was like for you uh, when you were a teenager, uh, the turning point um, in your life that changed everything, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for creating it. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll start from uh, high school. I was um, in grade 12. I was 17 years old. Pretty normal life, maybe. Uh, we had... I was very fortunate in a lot of events. We had, you know, we played in sports, got to interact with other kids, had it very well. Um, I guess I would probably say it was mostly normal. Um, I had good grades. I played on the high school hockey team. I was captain. I'll add that in. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, everything was good. I was doing music. I loved music. I didn't know necessarily what I wanted to do after high school. Um, yeah, so pretty normal. And then I guess May of, uh, 2009, uh, my dad had a brain aneurysm and I believe it was the first, uh, weekend that my mom had left my older brother and I home alone. And so, sorry, I'll backtrack, backtrack a little bit. Um, I was 17, younger brother was 15, youngest brother was four. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that evening, I remember getting a call from my mom saying, you know, your dad's had a, I don't know exactly what word she used. It was, she, your dad has had an accident. Um, and I didn't think anything of it at the time, to be honest. I thought, okay, well, I'll hear from her soon. And um, found out that he had had a brain aneurysm. And that was, um, sorry. That was very difficult at the time. Um, being so young, I didn't understand what that was or had ever even heard of it, to be honest. 
Um, so I guess fast forward a few days or so, and um, knowing now, my mom had called us in to say goodbye. I didn't know that, but um, fortunate enough, he had made it through and um, is still fully disabled. But it's just interesting to go from normal to, as my mom says, 10 seconds and everything changes. I can't even imagine um, how hard that is going through something like that as an adult. Um, But being 17 and trying to function through not only understanding what that could mean for your dad, but understanding what that could mean in general, um, how that's going to impact him, how it's going it, it's it's it just confusion yeah. is the word that keeps coming to me, like just trying to function through and, and understanding how life has now changed. I can't imagine how confusing that must have been for you your and your two brothers. And I think confusing is actually a really good word to describe it because I think at the age you're still going through puberty and you're still under you know in the high school days and um, preparing for university actually at the time and I think confusion was is probably the best way to describe it because grief wasn't necessarily there in that moment mm-hmm. um, I think as the time sorry as the time as the months went on I would feel moments of grief, but it was not, it was still um, shock that that had happened. Shock. And I can't even, again, I can't even imagine um, that either. So you were in high school preparing for university, um, putting in all of your university applications. So for you, I mean, life still had to continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you could just say, okay, I need to help uh, the family. You still needed right. to go through that process. So um, your mom had stayed in the hospital with your dad. So what was your experience going through all of that? So she was, st- she was obviously, like I said, staying in the hospital. So were you taking care of your brothers? Yeah. So I guess at the time, it's one of those things where you don't, you just do. You okay. don't, um, nothing was ever asked of me. Um, I think it was just, she was in the hospital for, I guess it was five weeks, and I would take care of my younger brothers, but I didn't, it was just something that had to be done. It wasn't, um, again, as I said, it was never asked. So that was a a difficult time, and I think that's where I grew up pretty quickly. I can imagine you grew up fast. (laughs) So, you know, it was things that people don't think of, driving your brother to school, getting groceries. Uh, making sure he brushes his teeth, that kind of thing. And then taking care of yourself, which now I look back and I don't think that I was doing that. But um, uh, yeah. I'm sure so, you must have put yourself second because, like you said, you had to jump into a role that you weren't prepared for. Mm-hmm. So you basically right. jumped into mom role. Yeah. I would Pretty say quickly. that for the, short, for the short time that it was. Um, yeah, like you said, buying groceries for the first time. Um, right. You know, your younger brother was four. Right. So he had different needs. Now, watching him go through that, did he understand at the age of four sort of what was going on? I don't think so at all, no. actually. I think he kind of did his day-to-day, go to school, play outside. I don't think it... Uh, from what I could see, had an effect on him at the time at because the time. he was so young, didn't understand. Didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So would you guys go um, 
Well, you're running this, would you guys go to the hospital and visit uh, while your mom was there for the five weeks? Yeah, and, you know, funny, as I answer these questions now, it's it kind of seems like it was a little bit of a blur. Like, I, re- I remember going into the hospital, but I don't remember how many times <laughs> or when it was, but I do remember um, my mom always had her makeup on and her <laughs> best face forward and I remember just thinking holy smokes like how does she look so pretty doing this and she's been there every single day um so you would so you would see her there uh going through the struggles that she was going through sitting mm -hmm. in the hospital and you would walk in and there she was Mm -hmm. ready um (laughs) she had her makeup on Did she have her lipstick on too? She did. Red, <laughs> as bright as can be. You can see where I'm going with this now. <laughs> she had a red lipstick on mm-hmm. and she was ready for the world. That's and, right. And literally ready for whatever was going to come her way. That's exactly it. What did you what did you learn from all of that? Looking back now, um, you know, you were 17, looking after your your family. Your mom was with your dad in the hospital. She was she was there. You were here, you were trying to visit, trying to get your university applications, trying to figure out what you were going to be when you grew up. What what were some of the things that were going through your head at the time? Um, at the time, I at the time it was more of just a go go go, just like a routine. This is what I do when I get up. This is what I do when I go to bed. Um, day-to-day things. But I think um talking about my mom specifically, I guess it was the way I look at it is she had the choice to step forward into growth or step back into safety. Mm-hmm. And I think I can't stop crying. I That's don't okay. know why. Um, but I think um, I guess as the years had went on, what I learned was, you know, you can either curl up in a ball and cry and cry, or you can really make a difference and um, and make a difference to others and, and uh, don't feel sorry for yourself 100% of the time. So you're able to move forward. So how, in watching what she went through, and I'm sure that there's many people that have inspired you over the years, but you've, you've mentioned your mom, um, how is it, from your perspective, watching her go through what she went through, how did she inspire you to continue? Well, I think she was the biggest, or is, um, the biggest role model and mentor in in my life. And I think, um, you know, I'm big on best face forward. So the whole wearing her makeup, seeing her with her lipstick on was, had a big impact on me as silly as, as it sounds. Um, you know, she always looked like she was ready for whatever the day was to, you know, bring her way, her way. So I think, um, for me, um, just having the, the drive to continue, no matter if it was, is something that's little that's thrown at you or something that's as big as your spouse or your father being disabled. Um, can you, sorry, can you go, go on? No, it's all good. So let's just fast forward um, a little bit in regards to your journey since all of that happened. So 
what have you um, done and how have you functioned through and what has that looked like for you through the journey over the past 11 years? Um, I would probably say I didn't really find my truth until a few years ago. I think, um, you know, through my mom, I had met so many women that were all, um, going through their own struggles and their own truths and um, finding success through that. And I think meeting people that have inspiring stories that aren't necessarily talked about, I think that has a big, that had a big effect on me. And um, so what, what was it specifically um, that made you want to start one red lipstick in general. So, you know, obviously it's grown a lot more from your original idea and it literally started as an idea mm-hmm. and it grew into a book. It grew into a documentary. It grew mm-hmm. into live events. <laughs> what was the catalyst that started that idea? Where did that come from? So the, the big reason behind it was the story that I had said, which was my mom in the hospital with my dad. That grew into meeting other people, meeting her friends, meeting um, inspiring women at, you know, events that I had attended. And I think um, you eventually get into people's stories and why they are the way they are and why they do what they do and don't do what they don't do. Um, why was it important to share their stories? I think they it's never heard. And that was the one thing I realized as I've been through my journey with One Red and a few years before this was created. I think it's people, women don't understand the, the power that they have in sharing the truth behind what we see, which is, you know, their success and their, their business. I think... It needs to be talked about on what they have been, what they go through at home or what their biggest challenges were. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm so interested in what goes on behind the scenes. And I think that was a big factor um, and a big impact on why I started One Red. Um, because I simply believe that everyone needs role models. Um, and they're not... Uh, often talking about the triumphs and truths of everything. So I thought, let's create a platform where we can kind of dig into the, the real. Well, I think when I know when I when you first um, talked to me about it, one of the things that you had said was, you know, we don't talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, your generation, um, you know, those 20 somethings see us um, at the end of our journey and we're not necessarily talking about all of the stuff that went into and all of those pieces mm-hmm. that got us to where we wanted to be so I right. think that was uh, one of the pieces that you had said to me in the beginning was you know we're not hearing that part right why aren't you talking about what you've been through and how that's led to your success versus just coming out and saying you know here's the end right and I, and I it's I guess it's more difficult for me to say because I am perhaps a lot younger and maybe haven't been through as much as other people. But I think... <laughs> you through a lot. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I know. That is true. Um, I just, I think it's, it's, as I had said before, it's a lot, I 
it's a lot more important to get into the nitty gritty things. Um, women don't understand the actual importance of being real. And, and I know I will say it's not easy to talk about. You're not going to meet someone and they're going to tell you exactly who they are um, right when right you away. right away. But I, my message would be to get across that if you just share those real pieces, that maybe to to you and your heart may not seem as inspiration. Maybe when you say it, because it's maybe a pity party or no one wants to hear about that. Um, but I guarantee there's one person that have been in the shoes that you are walking in, or there's one person that may be able to relate to that. Or yeah, you know, I think inspiration is a big thing. Absolutely, and I thank you. Uh, so much for creating um, not only the book, um, the documentary, which is an incredible piece of a video. And if you haven't uh, seen or heard anything about this, please, please, please head to OneRedLipstick.com because the book is there. Um, but you can also uh, walk, watch the documentary as well and really see uh, tidbits of all ev so many people's stories uh, what they're about, where they began. And I think um, I love the fact that Spencer is trying to express this through this platform. And from there, uh, creating uh, One Red Lipstick Lives uh, events, which is a platform where people can do this uh, literally and sort of in front of an audience. And I think one thing that she just said that really impacted me was the fact that there's always one person. And I know that I've fallen into the trap of, well, no one wants to hear that. It's boring. Or I've said that a million times, but there's always one person in that audience when I share. Not, and as the MC I, of these events, I only shared this much, mm -hmm. um, a very little bit. And there's always somebody that comes out to me and says, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I was there. And every speaker has had the same experience. Every speaker has told their story. And there's always those people in the audience that goes, thank you so mm -hmm. much. This really impacted me. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with the book. We've had many people come later. The book has been in production for a number of years now. And still, you know, those stories, picking it up, opening the book, reading that story and saying, wow, this mm -hmm. has made an impact on my life. And watching that documentary, the same thing. And that feedback is the same. So as much as I still go back to, as much as you um, had that idea to get it out there, it has been a reality mm -hmm. and the impact that those stories have had for so many people. What is the one thing um, that either you have learned uh, through your journey? What is the one th piece of advice that you would give somebody who was either on that brink of giving up or just doesn't feel that they can push through? I think two things. One is... You're a lot stronger than you think. I really believe that. Um, so keep pushing forward because I believe it always gets better. And number two is find a role model, find a mentor. And it's, I guess it's, it's easy to say when you have people in your face that you know, whether they're family members or friends, but there's a lot of mentors and role models online who you may not know but you may connect with their story or what they have to share so i think finding someone that inspires you relates to you whether it's someone your age or not finding those people are very important but if you don't have those people you have it in yourself to always continue to push forward 
Thanks for listening. We would love for you to check out OneRedLipstick.com for our book, documentary, live events, and more. Connect with us at OneRedLipstick or hashtag OneRedLipstick. Lipstick.